Can Link wake the windfish? Can he collect all the secret seashells and all the heart pieces? What about the new Nintendo figures and all the new dungeon mechanics? Find out today as we review Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening 2019 on this episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast. So, is this game any good? Sure is. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. So, this game is amazing, and just as good as I remember it being. A backstory, I remember playing... Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX on the Nintendo back when I was eight or nine. It was amazing. It was a handheld Zelda game for the first time in my life. There was so many new mechanics, so many dungeons that I didn't understand as a kid. Eagle Tower being one of them. Having to carry around that ball and, you know, having to knock down those pillars. It was hard as a kid. That being said, there are some mechanical changes that actually made the game slightly easier, and they're probably not the mechanics you're thinking of. Specifically, when I'm talking about mechanic changes, is there are two monsters that were extraordinarily challenging as a kid. Because one was absolute RNG, the other one was extreme timing. Those are the card and the chess piece enemies. The chess piece enemies, they were little knights you had to throw up against a wall. And if they landed, great. If they landed uh, upright, great. If they didn't, well, you had to redo it. But you had to throw both of them. So they had, both had to be upright. And let's just face it, it was a nightmare. As a kid, you're just constantly just throwing them up against the wall going, now, now, now. And there was nothing you could do to manipulate it. Heck, even watching speed runs to this day, that is sometimes a huge bottleneck. Because there are a couple instances where you have to do that. In the modern iteration of the game that was just released, the, the pieces are thrown in an actual knight move pattern, and a little L configuration. And there are little grooves on the floor in which they have to land. That makes it so much easier, because it either goes forward three and left, up, or down one. So it makes it amazing. It makes you stop and think about how a chess piece moves, and it makes sense. So that may, takes care of the RNG enemy. The timing enemy, they changed the timing sequence. So it's a little enemy that has a, uh, the card suits going through. So spade, diamond, heart, club. As a kid, they just used to rotate all through. So it'd go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. In this one, it would hold for a beat. So it'd go one, two, three, four, hold. 
one, two, three, four, hold, and it would advance which suit was there. So it would be spade, heart, club, diamond, heart. It was, so you see, so it would just keep moving forward one. So you may have to wait a minute, but it would always hold eventually on the one you needed. So that actually made it a lot easier because you're not having to time your swing nearly as much which for one dungeon actually makes it so much easier again speaking on eagle rock there's a section where you have to do those enemies if you're playing it through the normal route not a speed run route or anything like that you have to beat these enemies so it makes it so much better they're just small quality of life changes so you know other small changes is now you no longer have to equip the power bracelet which you did previously you don't have to equip the pegasus boots which you did previously the power bracelet is always equipped you can just lift up giant pots and everything the pegasus boots are always equipped you just hit the l button and it starts dashing you can now, you know, you don't have to assign your shield or your sword. Those are on A and B, your, or your shield's on R. So it just makes a lot more sense because, well, the actual physical mechanical changes are different. Back when this was released, you had A, B, start, select, and the D-pad. That was it. Now we have... L and R and X and Y and L3 and R3, which I don't think do anything in this game. And that's okay. So it changes a lot about the game, but it still holds the game true. There are a lot more warping points, which makes the game slightly easier and slightly less frustrating when you, maybe you forget a secret seashell on Taltal Heights in the mountain. So you don't have to climb through all those cavernous caves. You can just warp the closest warp point and go from there. It makes it so much better when you don't have to, like, optimize constantly. And I'm speaking on this as I have actually already 100%ed the game. I have every seashell. Every heart piece, every Nintendo figure, every upgrade, every fairy bottle, I have everything that I can think of. The only thing I worry about is not having chambers for the dungeon creator. So, let's talk about the core aspect of Link's Awakening. Music. The music in this game is fan fantastic. I would argue that this is the Zelda game that really breached music as being important in the game, to the core of the game. Yeah, in the original Zelda, you had the recorder, which was a whistle that you called in a tornado. Sure. But in this one, there's Music to wake up a walrus, music to open the last dungeon, music to revive dead things, music to warp. It changes the core of the game. Then going forward, you 
started having music a little bit more. So you had, in like the Oracle games, you had a flute to summon a pet. Not as important in that game, but it was there. Ocarina of Time, music is a core piece of the mechanics. Majora's Mask, core piece of the mechanics. Twilight Princess, core piece of the mechanics. Nearly every Zelda game to date, I think probably excluding Breath of the Wild, has music as part of its core. Link's Awakening, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, it's all there. Actually, I don't know about Skyward Sword. Don't know about that one. But you see, my point is it changes mechanically. So if music in this game is not perfect, it's got a problem. But fortunately, in my opinion, music is actually really well done. Animal Village might be one of my new favorite areas. Because instead of just 8-bitty, you know, beeping and everything, it's got, like, dogs and cats meowing and woofing. and It's got a tone to it that makes it feel safe. You know, so you're constantly having new music thrown at you, and it feels good. And maybe that's just the nostalgia in me that, well really makes me happy, because, well, it's just so prevalent in my memories. Like, there was so much stuff that I was like, I don't even have to go look up information on it, because I just remember it, like, instinctively, I remember, go here, do this, do that. There were only a few secret seashells, and those were the newly added ones that I had to go find. I just remembered small pieces of things. Like, oh yeah, I go here and there's a thing. I go here and there's a there's a heart piece. There were like I said, there was only a couple newly added things, secret seashells specifically, that I had to go and look, look go and actually look up, going, I don't know where that's at. And they were in the newly added things. Like you can now try to race on the river uh, rapids. Which is awesome. Fishing now provides a little bit more sustenance instead of just that one heart piece. So I collected all the shells. I, I gotta be honest, the last prize isn't entirely worth it. Getting all 50, not super worth it. The sword is the last good prize. Then you've got all the heart pieces, which were just as fun to gather as I remember. There were so many just like iconic locations to me that it made the game feel good. And then you got the Nintendo figures, which are brand new to the series, and also do not provide a thing other than a small discount. So you collect them using the Trendy minigame, which, if you remember, was the Claw game. Now, reading about this uh, Claw game online, I was worried that it was going to be terrible, because people were like, oh, it's evil, it's difficult, it's hard. And you know what? I kind of agree, but I also kind of don't. Because, yeah, it was harder than the original, because well, in the original, you didn't really have to play it. There was arguably only one thing you ever needed from it. The Yoshi doll. 
In this one, you can get the Yoshi doll and all the figures and 50 rupees, which can come in use when you're farming for rupees to get your bow and arrow. There's just a lot more usage to it. So before it was just conveyor belt timing. Okay, you're done. This one operates more like an actual claw game. Things can slip out of your claws. It can drop out of your claws. and It's just so good. It's difficult, yeah, but let's be honest. Link's Awakening is not a difficult game by any stretch of the imagination. It's a game for kids. And the animation and graphics, moving right into that sweet segue, right? It feels good. The Graphically, it just looks beautiful. There were sequences that I was really, really pleased with. I was looking at it going, wow, it's got the cartoony graphics, but I actually really, really liked them because it wasn't trying to be anything it wasn't. Let's be honest, Link's Awakening is a cartoony game. You've got Goombas and you've got Kirby. You've got Mario references out the nose. So when you add in more Mario references, it just makes it feel more cartoony. And the graphics helped that. Link is very much like a cartoon protagonist. You could see it on some, you could see it as being like some YouTube cartoon. And that's a compliment. Because it's simple yet emotive. It's clean, but it's advanced, while being simple. Because there's just so much that can be done with the graphics that I think it actually stays true to what Link's Awakening was, because Link's Awakening has a lot, had a lot of upgrading to do graphically. It's not like we're upgrading Ocarina of Time, that already has facial animation and everything like that. We're going back and upgrading a Game Boy game. So graphically, I, I think they've done a really good job. All the enemies looked good. None of them looked like, alright. They looked really, really good. I am really impressed and extraordinarily happy with how it looks. So, you've got your sound, you've got your graphics, your controls are fantastic. It, again, with those, those, those technical changes of adding more buttons and enable things, you only really have to swap one item around. I kept the, the feather pretty much in one of my buttons at all times for maximum maneuverability. It was perfect. I had no complaints with the controls. There wasn't any input eating. There wasn't any super lag. It was clean and efficient. This might honestly be one of the best technical upgrades for any one game. That's a high praise. But a lot of other games, they cram it full of stuff that isn't always needed or wanted. The Metroid remake of Metroid 2, well, it was alright, but they added a lot more stuff that just made it feel like they were adding 
more to the game that wasn't really necessary that wasn't that kind of changed the way it played with spark shine and quick time event things it added none of that arguably the biggest thing that they added is the dungeon creator and arguably unless you want to collect every seashell and every heart piece you can skip dungeon creator that's it it helps you get a little bit of money especially at the end challenges but you also don't really have to do those it just is one of those hey you can do this and it feels good especially completing those challenges because some of them are actually really difficult so i think the only complaint i have with the dungeon builder section is it is really hard to pair stairwells together the stairwell goes to that stairwell it's really difficult. I've noted that it's mostly proximity-based, but for one of the challenges, that's actually really difficult to deal with, but I managed to figure it out. I beat all of the standard challenges. I, I Like I said, I think there's still some blank pieces that I can probably collect, but those don't actually have an on... Those don't have, like, I don't know if they have a full counter. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I didn't 100% the game. But I'm counting as 100%. Uh, there's nothing collectible I can gather. Uh, I beat all the challenges in the dungeon, which I did com consider part of the 100%. So, my suggestion is, pick this up. The only complaint, but it's really not surprising that I have, is that it's actually really short. I beat the game in less than one day. It was out for less than 24 hours, and I beat the game. So, it's really short. That being said, the original game is also really short. So, I'm not really complaining about it. I'm just letting you know, hey, it's pretty short. You can easily gather nearly every seashell just by kind of going through the story. And maybe making a detour here or there. It's not really that hard. The only things that I had to do after beating the game is getting one figure that you can't get until after you beat the boss and defeating all the dungeon challenges for the dungeon creator. That was it. I had every other piece, every other secret seashell, heart piece, everything I could possibly have. So, it's not that long, not that not that not that difficult even. So you might be disappointed of like, well, why is it not as long? Well, because it was a Game Boy game and adding anything more to it would well, it really wouldn't be a remake then, would it? It would be a remaster and upgrade and changes. It would be adding extra modes and unwanted stuff to the game. It wouldn't feel nearly as good. This game is nostalgia. It feels good playing it. Going back through familiar dungeons, going back and going, oh wow, this was actually really difficult as a kid, and now it's not really that difficult. So, my argument is, pick it up. Pick up Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and I honestly don't 
think that you'll be disappointed. I think that you'll be very pleased, if, especially if you remember playing it on your Game Boy. So, that is my review on Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening 2019. I hope that you liked this game nearly as much as I liked it, and uh, let me down, know down in the comments below what you thought of the game. Did you like it? Does this game make you want the Oracle games, too? Does it make you want more Zelda games remastered? I would love to see A Link to the Past. I love Link to the Past. It's probably one of my favorites. I'd love to see it remastered. I'd love to see the Seasons game, or the, uh, the Oracle games, Seasons and Ages. I'd love to see them in on my Switch. Because on the same day that this launched, the Switch Lite launched, thus bringing in the era of the long-lasting 3DS. It's gone. It's dead. The Switch Lite has officially killed the DS scene. And that's okay. So, I think that more Zelda games should come down the pipeline. I'd really love to see them. I think it would keep up the hype that is Breath of the Wild 2. So, again, let me know down in the comments what you thought. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe this to this. Share it with your friends. Um, let them know what you thought of it. And uh, be sure to leave a comment down below. We actually had a comment this last week uh, from uh, someone, and I really, really appreciate it. Uh, as soon as I got that notification, hey, you've got a comment, I was actually really, really happy uh, that someone I've never met was able to make this comment. And if you're listening today, I want you to know that I really liked that comment, and it really filled me with joy being able to read that. So, thank you everybody for hanging out, listening to this podcast. Let me know what you thought about the joke intro and outro, and uh, I will see you all next week as we talk about more stuff on this wonderful podcast. So, until next week, have a good one, and don't forget to wake the windfish. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time. <laughs>